1: Ah, here comes the moment. Seize it, don't let it get away. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Everyone Talks to Liz. I'm that Liz. (laughs) So glad you're with us. So if you're a first-timer, welcome to the podcast that's going to change your life. I mean, I'm a little obnoxious and out there when I say that, but that's the bar we set here. Every story we reveal to you is going to be one that will leave you thinking, What's my excuse for not reaching for and attaining my dream, whatever that dream may be? In every single podcast, I promise you, I'm going to bring you inspirational and aspirational stories of real people who you know, crash through barriers, ceilings, mountains to seize what they've always wanted in life. I mean, who among us hasn't dealt with that? So today, the story of Lexi Reed has nothing to do with attaining money or finally getting the top job. You know, it involves perhaps something much more difficult than that, summoning sheer will to stop doing something she had done her entire life, and that was eating to morbid obesity. So I want to begin with 2016. Rewind the clock. On New Year's Day, Lexi tipped the scales at 485 pounds, and she was just 25 years old, and she was married to a wonderful guy, Danny Reed who loved her as she was, but between the two of them, they hit the scale about 765 pounds. So how did they get there? But way more importantly, how did they wake up and decide that with no money for things like a personal trainer, lap band, or or bariatric surgery, or fancy diet food delivery service, they would band together to lose 400 pounds and change what was a very unhealthy life that they knew would be shortened unless they did something about it. Today, Lexi's Instagram page, Fat Girl Fed Up, has 1.2 million followers, probably more than that as, as we speak, who find her honest and inspirational posts fascinating and addictive because her story really, you guys, it's not just one of, hey, I was obese, we lost a lot of weight, here's how we did it. It's a journey that I'm quite sure just about every one of you will be amazed by due to the unbelievable life challenges she faced well beyond extra pounds. Lexi. And Danny Reed, I'm thrilled to welcome you both to Everyone Talks to Liz. Thank you for being here. Thank
0: Thank you for for having us. Yeah,
1: thank you for having us. Okay, so I'm obsessed. I I can't remember (laughs) how I found you because I'm not an Instagram fanatic, but somehow I saw Fat Girl Fed Up, and I delved into your story, and now I'm a fangirl of you and and (laughs) discovering Danny. That's Danny's handle. And by the way, every guy who's listening, you're about to learn so much from Danny about what it means to be a real man. How's that for (laughs) a tease? Okay, Lexi, I'm going to begin with you. Take us back to the moment you realized... Oh, my God, I weigh 485 pounds.
0: Basically, I started my journey January 1st, 2016 at 485 pounds, 25 years old, a BMI of 78. And there wasn't just like a click moment. There were just so many things that added up that I couldn't do. I wasn't able to ride roller coasters. I couldn't fit in a booth. I feared breaking furniture. Like Basically, I just felt like I was existing and I wasn't living and all these things just added up and I was just fed up. Um, And then I set that New Year's resolution, and then my friend challenged me to no eating out, no cheat meals. And after that first month, I just realized it wasn't, like, a diet but a Mm -hmm. lifestyle. So let's back up a little bit because, you know, how long were you at about
1: 480, 470 pounds?
0: Uh, I would say... I was over 400 pounds for at least the last, like, maybe eight years or so. Mm-hmm. And A and describe time.
1: describe daily life at that weight for people who, who don't know what it's like.
0: It was miserable. I had to basically constantly over overthink every single thing that I did. I mean, I was happy, but I knew that I wasn't living the life that I wanted. I was, you know, so young, but I constantly had joint pain. I was out of breath all the time. My family was worried about me. I just, I didn't feel good. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like I do now. You know, not all,
1: but many obese people say that Mm -hmm. childhood trauma has something Mm -hmm. to do with their inability to control Mm -hmm. eating. Your childhood was not easy to say the Mm -hmm. least. Talk about your parents.
0: Um, basically, my parents just they never really got along. It was just like a toxic relationship. And we never had like a lot of money or anything growing up. So I never really knew where my next meal was going to come from. And I think that's where I started like overeating just to make sure that I did have food. Um, I was a very low income family, so we didn't have a lot of money to eat healthy. I don't my mom never experienced like a weight problem at all. So I don't think that she realized, you know, we could still find ways to have food that was healthier than things like Raymond noodles, Tostino's pizza, like all the processed mm. food. But we're always told it's so much cheaper to eat unhealthy compared to eating healthy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but things got really difficult in your childhood. Talk about that point where all this pressure came on you to, I guess, in essence, become the parent to your siblings. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I actually still to this day, my brother and my sister live with me. Um, They just it never really worked out where my mom was the mom that she needed to be to take care of them. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I basically raised myself um, from an early age. I ended up living with my grandma, Um, lived with my dad, lived with my aunt, like every single family member. Um, but you know, I don't regret my childhood because it made me who I am today, so all the
1: while you're in school, you're trying not only to make sure that your younger siblings are hanging in there, but mm-hmm. you're trying to show up in school and and how and when did Danny come into the picture?
0: Um, I actually met Danny when I was sixteen. I weighed over three hundred pounds at the time um just Danny was basically like my lifesaver like uh, i didn't expect anybody to love me or treat the way that treat me the way that Danny did, mm-hmm. and Danny and I actually met at a concert and then we ended up talking online um and then I think that ultimately we would have actually met because he's actually one of my really good friends his his cousin I see so
1: <laughs> yeah. you know Danny, this is a society that judges people from the outside in versus the inside out on balance, and yet. You asked Lexi out for the first time when she weighed so much. What was it about her, or or really about you, that enabled you to see sort of that beauty from within?
2: Um, honestly, uh, I think just meeting her and uh, like we just clicked and we bonded really well. And uh, we just uh, it's just something about her. When uh, I talked to her, I could tell she's genuine and oh. and she had a good heart. And <laughs> that's that's all things I want and size. Obviously, it didn't matter at the time.
1: indeed, but you at sixteen probably had friends. Did people make snide comments? I mean, you know let's be realistic here. We all know what high school kids are all about and how mm-hmm. they can be.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, that's the thing. Like I had friends here and there. they're like, "Are you sure you want to date her man like she's she's overweight and uh is that what you is, is that what you want?" And I was like, well, I mean, for me, like I just I connected with Lexi so well like that wasn't a huge factor for me.
1: And you were not nearly as heavy as she was,
2: uh, correct? Um, No, no. At that time, um, I was, uh, I believe, about uh, 180, 190. Um, So I was was fairly thin at the time uh, Mm -hmm. because I used to skateboard and I was always active. Um, So I was a little thinner then.
1: But then life happens, and you guys you guys are together. You're living together. And, and okay, Lexi, let's fast forward to what? You're now 20 and working in a job. You know, how did people treat you at this heavy weight as an adult? Forget about high school. That we expect.
0: Um, I mean, I feel like people definitely treated me differently. Like, I didn't get as much respect as I feel like I get now. Um, people, I don't, like... I don't really know how to explain it before. I've lost a lot of friends through my weight loss journey. I've Mm. also had a lot of people on the other side of it where they were mean to me in high school. Now they want to be my friends, which is crazy. Mm. Um, But yeah, I don't feel like I feel like at 485 pounds, I didn't have a voice. I was always like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. And now I've lost the weight. And it's more like, why is everybody looking at me? Yeah,
1: well, we'll (laughs) we'll get to how you did it, which is sort of the big interest for so many people. But they're also equally interested in that tipping point, that moment as you're, you're getting closer to realizing something's got to change, you know, mm-hmm. you were working at a job at the time advising mm-hmm. people about health benefits.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually worked at a law firm as an assistant manager and I helped people get Social Security disability benefits. Um, so I had to hear about their health conditions and I realized if I didn't get my health in order, that could be me. And the call center. Oh, actually, oh,
1: I would imagine and mm-hmm. and talk about your health at the time uh, you already talked mm-hmm. about joint problems but uh-huh. you know obesity is a huge problem in this nation you know right. what health problems did you experience beyond the basics mm-hmm. where you had to call out sick or go to the mm-hmm. doctor even maybe the hospital oh, yeah
0: I felt like I actually was always coming down with some cold or something. Like, I don't remember the last time really that I've been sick since I started losing weight. But I know that I struggled to even walk up the stairs at work. I struggled to walk down the stairs at work. I was out of pain or I was out of breath all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Just, it was was bad. I would break chairs at work. um, Just so many different things that I really feared that I might be the client calling into the firm.
1: You know, you really broke chairs. Is that... Uh, a few of them must be must have been very embarrassing and humiliating definitely so you and danny though are happy together he said you've established your work your married life routine new year's day 2016 what happens
0: i remember my first meal was oatmeal um, we decided that since my best friend challenged us to 30 days of no eating out, no cheat meals, no alcohol, mm-hmm. um, going to the gym for five times a week for just 30 minutes, which, you know, wasn't anything like the lifestyle that we were living prior. So we completely changed our lifestyle. Um, and once we started taking each step, all those small steps added up to big results.
1: Okay. But, but as it's a big leap. Uh, you guys are making it sound simple. You know, it's a big leap to go from fried <laughs> yeah, chicken yeah, burgers right. and a sedentary life to, right. okay, we're going to work out five times a week. How did you force mm-hmm. yourself to continue beyond the first couple of weeks, let alone months?
0: I think it came down to like the buddy system. Like if I didn't want to go, Danny was like, come on, babe, we have to go. If I couldn't find it in Danny or I couldn't find it in myself, we actually had a mantra of baby read 2016 because we wanted to be parents and we knew that at my weight, that wasn't (laughs) going to be possible. So that motivated us. You know, I wanted to be a better sister. I wanted to be around longer to be with my husband. Like if I couldn't find it in myself, I would set goals. I would look at the people that needed me to be here.
1: You show up at the gym. Danny, by then you'd put on what? Uh, 90 pounds uh,
2: I was, extra? I, yeah. 280. 95 yeah. pounds. Yeah.
1: Okay. And you both walk into that gym. And what's mm-hmm. that moment like?
0: Oh, I mean,
2: I, I, th- I think it was, uh, for us walking in, like I, I know, especially for Lexi, uh, it's really intimidating um, mm-hmm. seeing all the uh, people and like all the bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, do we, I, I don't really feel like we belong here. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, we do.
0: Yeah, and I think that basically I knew that if people were going to stare at me, then I told myself that I was going to give them a reason to stare at me, and I was going to work <laughs> to be the hardest worker in the room, and that, you know, we all start somewhere. Like somebody might look at me now and be like, oh, I bet she just gets to eat whatever she wants, and she looks like that or something, but everybody has a story. We all start somewhere. So
1: before that moment, what was the most exercise you had ever done, Lexi?
0: Um, Actually, I had lost 70 pounds in 2012, Um, And then I ended up gaining it back. And then over the next few years, I just gained and gained and gained until I got to my heaviest of 485 and then restarted. So back during that time, I was doing like maybe a half an hour, but it's never been like, you know, where I was super, super active all the time, healthy. Like, no, I've never really been that active. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure
1: it was incredibly difficult. I mean, if I take two weeks mm-hmm. off or something, you know, it's so hard. To, it's it's so easy yeah. to lose and so hard to get. You know, if you know what if you know what you, what anybody like you or anybody's been through when they're yep. trying to do this. So okay, so Danny,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're going along with Lexi on this, and she's saying no cheat meals and no cheating whatsoever for the beginning part of this, and pretend Lexi's not sitting here next to you right now. Did you ever think? <laughs> I don't have as far to go as she does. I mean, let me just have a slice of pizza. Nobody's gonna know,
2: um yeah, uh definitely because <laughs> there, we start we, we tried to do it before, mm-hmm. and um like we we're like, okay, we're gonna lose weight, and we mm-hmm. tried to lose weight, um, and then, like I was kinda on board, but I was like, okay, well, I'll catch up. I'll catch mm-hmm. uh, I'll catch up when Lexi gets down to my weight, mm-hmm. but I was I would I would sabotage myself and have like a, a cheeseburger or something like that and mm-hmm. then like it just didn't work um, and so once we actually started from the New Year's resolution like from there on I've I've been decent.
1: So for for the first year though, did you Lexi? Did you guys ever lie to each other? Pop a little starburst in your mouth at work, <laughs> or just by accident, I put a Toblerone in my mouth and then swallowed the chocolate. You know, that's what I do.
0: Actually, no. Like, I have never been somebody that does, like, closet eating. I'm very honest. Like, I'll be the first to throw myself under the bus. Even on Instagram, I'm like, (laughs) guys, I ate this pizza or whatever. Like, I always just, I don't know. I just, yeah, I'll throw myself under the bus. Yeah, and and
2: also we give uh, ourselves, like, a weekly cheat meal. Sometimes it'll be weekly or, like, uh, every two weeks um, we'll try at least give ourselves a cheat meal button portion control
0: or right. we'll take the food that we want and make it healthier yeah
1: which is on your Instagram account and I love watching that too uh, okay so you're going along and let's talk about your Instagram stardom you started what is now this wildly popular and very heavily followed Instagram account and you called it fat girl fed up you know, yeah. we're in a more evolved society now where certain words and descriptions are, mm-hmm. are not, let's say, acceptable among some people. Yeah. And, you know, one of those words is fat. If you, if, right. And this is what I did this weekend as I was preparing for this. I Googled fat in quotes, and all these results came up along the lines of nicer way to say fat, more polite way of saying fat. And then there was full-figured, healthy, bubbly, flush, fluffy, voluptuous, plus size, I mean, even jolly. Yet you not only use the word fat, You seemingly were very honestly having no issue using it. Why? Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. I just never really saw it as a bad thing. Um, Even when I was 485 pounds, I still loved myself. Like, even now with loose skin, I still love myself. Mm -hmm. I don't really consider it a bad word. I think it's just a descriptive word. As you
1: started documenting this, when did you realize you were striking a chord with a huge number of people out there beyond your town of Terre Haute in Indiana.
0: Probably when we did Rachel Ray, that was kind of like, "Wait, what? All I wanted to do was lose weight. Like that was enough <laughs> for me. Like, what? You want me to be on Rachel Ray? <laughs> I'm in People magazine. What? Uh yeah. So then maybe whenever we were on the Sag Awards and did L'Oreal, that was crazy to work with that brand. Mm. Um It's just been a wild ride. Again, I just wanted to lose weight. Like that's I wanted to do so to be able to help people with my story though that's really really cool indeed what did you start eating um I just started taking the foods that I enjoyed and making healthier versions so I realized that I could still have foods like tacos but I could use healthier wraps I could use you know lean meat like ground turkey or ground lean beef um if I wanted pizza Obviously, what it comes down to is things like condiments mm-hmm. and the way that you prepare your food or what you top your food with. I realized I could have cauliflower crust. I could put veggies instead of like, I don't know. We used to love stuffed crust pizza that was like meat lovers. It's terrible, <laughs> terrible for you. <laughs> but we would eat a lot of chicken, eggs. We would meal prep. We still ate like a lot of foods. We were just eating healthier foods or healthier versions of what we wanted. You you always talk about your air fryer.
1: Oh my gosh. I think I need one.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, they're amazing. It's the best. What what does it do? It fries food with air. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gee Liz, you're really
0: bright no, wow no I, that, no I get that question all the time but i was amazed too i didn't understand it and now i use it all the time because it literally does make your food fried mm. like i made um we made crab cakes in it today i made nachos with it Ooh. um that was really good chicken nachos um We've made pizza in it. You can make chicken in yeah, it. You like can put, I will yeah, I'll tell y'all day about the air fryer. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what you know now
1: and have seen firsthand what works, what would you say is the number one thing people should remove or never even put in their shopping cart?
0: I would just say fried food. Like that's what we quit eating. Was anything fried, anything full of salt, yep. um soda. If you can uh-huh. cut out your calories and not drink your calories, that's going to help you. What Where you do you thinking? stand
1: on diet soda? People say that it almost makes you continue to eat more.
0: That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think ultimately if you feel like that's the only way that you can give up soda, then okay. But for me, I just don't want to drink my calories. So I would do water, tea, or coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but even okay. if you drink less, that's going to help you. Indeed.
1: Uh, so I've always wondered about this. So you start to lose weight. You're you're now down 100, 150 pounds. You're cooking along. What what did you make of the theory that a stomach shrinks on its own? That once you, once you start eating less, your body adjusts and then needs less. Did you experience that?
0: Oh yeah, I can't eat like I could at four hundred eighty five pounds. Yeah.
1: What no. would you eat in a before this journey in a single night?
0: what one night um i eat thousands of calories a day so danny and i actually together uh our relationship really revolved around food so for breakfast we'd either a skip breakfast Mm -hmm. or we would you know be so hungry by the time lunch came that we're probably i would eat like two mcgriddles with cheese I would eat two hash browns, a large soda, um, and then, you know, probably get to work and have a bag of chips. And then for lunch, Danny and I might go to the Chinese buffet, mm-hmm. or we would usually, every single day, go get lunch, because we would eat out every single meal. Mm-hmm. And then for dinner, we'd do something like a whole stuffed crust pizza, a whole thing of breadsticks, a whole cookie, wings. and a large Mountain Dew, and wings even. <sighs> like, thousands of calories. Was there was any terrible. point
1: where you, you, you're awake at night, and you think... I'm I'm going to die.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, any time that I had, like, chest pain, I was scared I was going to have a heart attack, I knew that going to sleep, like, even laying on my back, I felt like my chest was choking me because it was so heavy and large. Um, but, yeah, there were multiple times where I was like, I really hope that I wake up tomorrow because I honestly thought I might not live to see my 30th birthday.
1: And then you shed 310, 12 <laughs> pounds, and you, you found yourself... Uh With a whole new physical problem, massive amounts of of loose skin that's Mm -hmm. stretched from years of being overweight that, Mm -hmm. that were now, as I understand it, almost like a huge dumbbell pulling on your neck and spine.
0: Yeah, Danny has to give me massages every single day. He actually gave me one before this because it's bothering me a lot today. Mm. But yeah, it's my breasts are just extremely heavy and deflated and I have it all over my body, which is okay. I'm not mad about it, but I just wish that it would stop causing me pain because Mm -hmm. I've worked entirely too hard. And that's why I'm going back into surgery in September.
1: so. So this was skin, no amount of dieting or working out whatever vaporize. Right. Okay. so Danny, did you have that issue too at all?
2: For me, I I, I have a little bit of uh, loose skin, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's just part of it. Guys.
1: Guys always – they tend to lose it more quickly. So this is around when I somehow stumbled on your Instagram account, Lexi, and I began following you. And at the moment that I found you, you were saving up for the skin removal surgery. And uh, I remember you had found a doctor. I remember one video post where you were so excited to have it just gone. You were – it was adorable. You were jumping around oh, in what appeared yep. to be a gym, grabbing fistfuls of your loose skin and describing your feelings and you were kind of out of breath because you were so excited yeah. and it was like this little <laughs> sprite dance and and you were you were so adorable and geeked up, I have to oh, say. Thank you. Do you think that's why so many people connect with your story? You're so honest, sometimes brutally and maybe uncomfortably for other people, mm-hmm. so?
0: I think so. I think that they just understand that I am 100% me and what you see is what you get. Like every time I meet somebody outside of Instagram, they're like, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, well, you do know me. I just stepped outside of my phone. (laughs) So I don't know. So this doctor, this doctor you found was an expert
1: in a a pretty radical procedure that involved Mm -hmm. slicing pounds of this this loose skin off, but it, it entailed 360 degree incisions. It was dramatic surgery. What was the hardest part of of recovery?
0: Um, Just the mental and the physical. You know, I was 485 pounds. So to go from being active to have to actually sit down Mm -hmm. um, and feel like, okay, well, you can't do all your work. You can't do everything that you do every day. You can't go to the gym. Worst pain of my life. And just Mm -hmm. to almost feel like I'm alone in that, Mm -hmm. which obviously I was not. I always have Danny. But (laughs) it just it was really hard. Um, Just to sit down and try to not eat my feelings and try not to eat because I'm in pain and Mm -hmm. try the mental battle, I think was the hardest, but they removed seven pounds. You showed the
1: removed seven Mm -hmm. pounds and you warned people, don't Mm -hmm. swipe. If you, Mm -hmm. if you're squeamish or you want to see this, when you saw it, what went through your mind?
0: Wow. (laughs) Thank God it's gone. Mm -hmm. But wow, that looks painful. Okay. That's my body. So, <laughs> you know,
1: I often think about this. What would you say to a person who is obese like you were, who tells you, I am happy just the way I am?
0: I mean, if somebody's happy the way that they are, then I'm not here to judge them. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they're healthy and they're happy and whatever diet that takes or whatever size they are. I just want people to be happy and healthy. You mentioned some friends that
1: you lost. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Some friends show their true side. They almost like you better when you're not looking good or you don't have a great guy in your life. Um, I think that's just an ugly side of humanity. But, you know, talk about that.
0: People were jealous as you started to lose weight. I'm not even sure what exactly it is because I'm still the same old Lexi that I've always been. Mm. Um, I mean, if anything, I'm more like successful than I was. I'm more loud. You know, I do have this thing called Instagram that is a crazy wild ride and a lot going on, but... Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Um, It's really hard, though, to lose people just because you wanted to get healthy and just because you want to take back your life and do good things for you. But I think that what that comes down to is that's life. You're always going to lose people. There are always going to be people who don't like you or have an opinion or just don't support you for no reason. Well, which brings me to Danny. And, and,
1: And, you know, Danny, whether it's the fault of society or the emphasis put on physical attributes that seems to be everywhere in the media, you name it. How is it that you looked beyond that? Because 97% of male America judges a woman on her body and face and makes a decision before she even opens her mouth to say, nice to meet you too.
2: Honestly, for me, when I was growing up, my mom and uh, my mom and dad, they, like, instilled, I feel like, good values in me. And mm. they said, it's not always what a person looks like. It's, it's what's inside and who they are. And uh, it's much more than looks. I mean, you could – with somebody that's gorgeous, but if they're always cocky and treat you yeah. like crap, I yeah. mean, that's yeah. it's it's not worth it.
1: That's what yeah. I try and teach my kids. Uh, I don't want to hear that somebody's pretty. I want to hear that they're pretty inside, and that yeah. to me is is an extremely important thing, especially in the society where we've got Tinder and Bumble and people yep. are swiping and simply because of looks. And that's that's a tough thing. But um, Lexi, do you feel? Overweight people are, are valued less by society. Yes. How so?
0: I mean, whenever I was heavy, like every, I feel like people would just stare at me and people would point at me. I'm sure people laughed at me. Just people are just so quick to judge other mm. people based on, like you said, their appearance and it's not fair. But that's just, I don't know, that's just how it is, unfortunately. As you get all this
1: attention now for this, this quite <laughs> frankly, amazing accomplishment, do you ever get a little yeah. resentful, ever feel like saying, you know, as as you talked about, I'm exactly the person I was when I was nearly 500 pounds, and mm-hmm. yet now you're paying attention to me?
0: I mean, not really resentful. I mean, if anything, like, kind of like, I don't know the word I want to use, I but I feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you do that to somebody? How could you love somebody just because... They lost weight, but you couldn't love them before because I am the same person. But I don't know. I just I try not to stoop to that level and just not feel hate with hate, I guess.
1: I'm curious what you guys think of that show, My 600-Pound Life.
0: Actually, that's something that I watched in the beginning of my weight loss that motivated me because I saw Hmm. myself in those people. And it used to really make me, like, scared and cry. And now when I watch it, I just, I can't. I think it's because it makes me so sad because I know what they feel like. Mm. So, but yeah, it's sad.
1: Healthcare right now is is expected to be one of the hottest topics in in the election. You know, latest stats from an organization that researches obesity in America said that adult obesity rates, I think now exceed 35% in seven states, wow. 30% in 29 states. West Virginia, highest adult obesity rate at 38.1%. And then I guess rounding out the top five, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Iowa, and Alabama. And by the way, your home state of Indiana comes in 12th highest out of the 50 states. I believe it. Uh, Except for Alaska, which is at ninth highest rate of obesity. The top 12 are, I guess, all either Midwest or South. Do you think or see a correlation
0: within those states? I think – Like here in Indiana, we, where I live, we actually have no like vegan healthy restaurants. And every time that we get something, it's like not a gym. It's more like, oh, here's this new restaurant. Here's this, here's this. Mm. But it's never like, oh, here's this new fitness studio that you can go to. So I just think that fast food is convenient for people. And that's why more places keep opening.
2: And I think it's like all the fried food as well. That's a big issue.
0: And we're told that it's cheaper. So I think, you know,
1: convenient. Your income, I mean, maybe you're getting more from your attention on Instagram, but it's not, I would imagine, markedly different. Is fast food cheaper or are people just not figuring out how to buy healthy food for the same price? You're very creative. You show your your grocery basket on Mm -hmm. on the internet and you you show Mm -hmm. it on Instagram. But are there ways to do this less expensively?
0: yeah, a hundred percent. to be honest with you, before I started this, I was actually an extreme couponer. Um, I used to do all kinds of stuff to save money. Um, I'm very, very frugal. And basically, I you can use coupons for food. You can shop the sales. Like there are so many different ways that I have found that I feel like it is cheaper to eat healthy if you just shop smart. Um a lot of places you can um, usually price match. So, if you shop the sales and you're meal prepping around that week, then mm. you could literally, you know, save money there.
2: But- yeah, and and also I think by meal prepping, um it'll if you have it all set out, it'll go a lot longer um and oh, it'll yes. be, be a lot more cheaper.
1: It just it but the the payoff I'm hearing from you is so worth it. I understand your high school reunion?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Coming or happened?
0: It just happened. And It was crazy. There are some people who didn't know who I was that I've known since middle and high school, which is understandable, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, um, a lot of them were joking that they were going to get my autograph, and I was like, well, this is kind of weird, but okay, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was really cool. I'm really glad that I went, because Uh I almost didn't go, because I felt like... Maybe I'm bragging. I don't know. It was a weird thing because I dreamed of the day that I would go. But I'm really glad that I went because although I didn't like high school, I did like the people that I went with. So,
1: You and Danny, I understand, plan to raise a family. How will you ensure, what will you do to ensure that your kids don't end up as you did in your teen years Mm -hmm. in a physical sense?
0: I would definitely involve them, you know. With fitness, I understand that if you have children, it does make it a lot busier, but I think that we would do things as a family like go bowling, take them to the park. Like, I would definitely live a very healthy, active lifestyle and still eat the same things that we're eating and then try and teach them the ways to eat healthy and live a healthy, balanced lifestyle. And what's next for you, Lexi? I'm going to write a book.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) What is it going to be called? Do you have a title? Fat Girl Fed Up. Fat Girl Fed Up. (laughs) You know, what? what is the one thing you're going to try that you never would have when you were overweight, Lexi? Uh, Skyjumping.
0: Skydiving. Yeah. Skydiving.
1: <laughs> were you ever looking into it and were told it just can't happen well, at your weight?
0: The, yeah, I knew that I would be over the weight limit. And one time when I was going on a hike with one of my friends, he said, Okay, Lexi, if you get below the weight limit, which I think is 326. I don't remember the exact, but either way, it was definitely under what I was weighing. Um, But he was like, if you get under the weight limit, then I will pay for you to go.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Ah, that's not bad. Yeah. So as we finish up, you
1: know, we always tell people that they will leave this podcast after listening to it, asking themselves, you know, what is my excuse? Look what these two were able to accomplish. Will you ever... Fall off the wagon. Will you ever go back? Uh, Do you say to yourself at night, I never want to be that again. I've worked so hard Mm -hmm. to get here. Or is Mm -hmm. it just one of these situations where every day you wake up and say, today's a gift. I, I can't take anything for granted.
0: I think that it's like all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I don't feel like we live the lifestyle that we lived before. Like we've completely changed every single habit because obviously your habits are going to add up to, you know, what where you need to be. Um, so I think by changing our eating, changing, we don't sit on the couch like we used to all the time anymore. We're constantly moving. We're constantly active. We enjoy going to the gym and eating healthy. So we realize that it's a lifestyle and not a diet. And I think that by putting everything into place and changing that we can definitely do this long-term because we don't wanna go back to who we were before. Because we weren't living, we were just existing.
1: Lexi Reed, Danny Reed, it's fascinating to talk to you. And thank you so much for telling us your story and describing your journey. You've done it, hundreds and hundreds of pounds vaporized. Good luck with your next surgery and you guys wanna have kids, right? Uh, Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. Wow. Eventually.
1: Eventually. Yeah. yeah. You're having too much fun now. Uh-huh. Instagram stars. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can, you can follow Lexi at, 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 at Fet Girl Fed Up and, of course, Discovering Danny. Very cute. You guys are great and inspirational, too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having so us. so much. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. And there you go. A great story once again here on Everyone Talks to Liz, Edel. ETTL. I don't know. That's not working, right, Tanya? (laughs) No, we'll figure it out. Tanya Joseph (laughs) is my brilliant producer, and she and I together are scouring the world for incredible stories that will leave you thinking, why not me? What's my excuse? If these people have done it, why can't I? So thanks again, and make sure you download each podcast as it comes along and spread the word. Everyone talks to Liz, and I hope everyone listens to Liz. Have a great day